You're listening to the Hidden Battles Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by HiddenBattlesFoundation.org in partnership with Swim With The Mission. You can find them on Swim.org on the internet. Welcome to the Battlecast. Hey everybody, it is Scott. And Chris. Um, we have a very amazing person in the studio with us. We'll get to her in a second. Uh, we're going to pay a couple bills and we are going to um, say the magic numbers, Chris. Yeah, so the magic numbers first, obviously uh, 988, which is the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Just as a reminder, it provides free and confidential emotional support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week across the United States. And the Lifeline is uh, comprised of the national network of over 200 local crisis centers, combining custom local care and resources with national standards and best practices. So again, if you're uh, in crisis, you can dial 988. You can also use the chat feature at 988lifeline.org. Or if you're in immediate crisis, you can dial 911 for emergency services. That's amazing. And also, we always um, stress the Compact Act of 2020. If you are a veteran and you are struggling, you can go to any ER or NED, walk in, tell them you are a veteran, and that entitles you to free mental health crisis care, 30 days in program, and I believe a 60-day out program. This portion of the broadcast was brought to you by John Credit Union. John Dot Credit Union has been helping members in the community for over 100 years. Credit Union's mission is people helping people. And as John Dot Credit Union, they support that mission by educating and guiding their members to make smart financial choices. Call them at 978-452-5001. Visit them online, jdcu.org, to learn more about how John Dot Credit Union can help you. And you have Custom Ironcraft. Uh, they are providing professional welding steel fabrication and ornamental iron work serving eastern mass and southern new hampshire a wide variety of specialties are available including rails gates fences as well as heavy equipment repairs and it's never too early snowplow back drag blades i know i always mess that one up almost a year over uh (laughs) yeah over 20 years of professional welding and steel fabrication services they are based out of Wilmington. You can call them at 978-828-5781 or check them out at customironcraft.com. And of course, we can't forget Rhodes Remodeling. Uh, Billy Rhodes is honest and excellent quality. Those are the first two words that come to mind when thinking of Bill and his work. Um, Marine veteran, owned and operated and he just he does everything from kitchen remodeling to you name it he does it custom stuff his wife actually is an interior designer too and they work pair to pair so if you ever need a problem or you have a problem with trying to figure out what you're going to do jamie is very good at coming in and doing that and they work as a team they're they're an amazing couple and uh huge sponsors of ours yeah based out of uh nashua new hampshire you can contact them at 603-438-5302 or check out roadsremodelingne.com and roads is spelled r-h-o-d-e-s very good um so in the studio this evening we are excited to have uh tiffany you are a licensed clinical social worker and you work at the vet center here in lowell um and we know that we've talked about you guys before and, and it's exciting to get you finally in here uh, to talk about some of the programs that the vet center is doing. 
Yeah, sure. So I'll actually start out with um, telling people what a vet center is. Um, we are a community-based mental health counseling center. Um, we work with veterans, service members, and their families um, to help with their transition from the military. Um, and we, we really focus on um, helping veterans work through um, their traumatic experiences through the military um, or any other specific things that they might need. So, um, you know, if they need to enroll in VA healthcare, we'll refer them and get them connected to that or, um, you know, help them get connected to other community partners, um, which I may describe you as a community partner to help with other programming that we may not have available um, at our vet center. Yeah, I mean, looking at, if you go to the website, if you go to va.gov backslash Lowell uh, hyphen vet hyphen center, so if you Google vet center Lowell Mass, you're going to get their website. And to some of just the counseling services that they have, right, we're all about mental health and counseling, and a lot of time people just don't know where to go. But if you go here, there's couples and family counseling, grief and bereavement counseling, uh, intimate partner violence um, support, LGBTQ veteran care, um, mental health care, um, military sexual trauma, which is a big one, minority uh, care for veterans, post-traumatic care, return. I mean, it, you hit it all, and that's amazing. And I know that you have specific groups for, you know, like you have the Global War on Terror guys and girls that come in, right? And then, like, I know that you, Don, one of our good friends that comes, he used to go to the, vet, uh, the Vietnam Veterans Group. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the, the sexual assault one's huge, too, because people don't realize how, like, often that happened. Yeah, and um, most people think that um, it only affects, you know, some people, but it actually affects both men and women in the military, um, which is really unfortunate. But we do have counselors who are, um, you know, trauma trained, who really help veterans work through those experiences um, in the military. And so, the wonderful thing about you guys, too, is I, you know, I say, guys, I'm going to have to give you the disclaimer. I call everybody guys. So, all right. Um, oh, I do, too. Okay. No worries. Um, so... One of the things that's great is the fact that it's, it's and I hate safe space, but it's, it's welcome, it's receptive, um, it's relatable, and it is, uh, it's like a, a beacon for our veterans to go because we know it's a safe place that we're not being judged at the same time. And we talk about it all the time where, you know, clinicians and therapists are like shoes and they got to be a right fit. And if you don't wear it, it's going to be painful or it's not going to work at all. And where... You guys are tested. I mean, we um, Mike's been through it. Ice Mike was not here tonight. He's he preaches about you guys how great you are, and we have a bunch of other people that come through our programs that have said, you know, the vet center saved their lives, and that's awesome because it it takes a lot of the surfing of of couches to figure out where our clinicians are and who's going to understand what we're going through. And like Karen, our clinician says, she's heard stories of first responders who their clinicians have gotten up and excused themselves because they're crying hearing the stories and trauma that we've gone through. Mm -hmm. So to go to a vet center like you, and established and you know tried and true, I mean, it's amazing, and it's a great asset for our, for our local community to have. Yeah, we um, one of the things that um, the vet center as a whole organization um, really works on is providing a comfortable setting for our veterans. You know, it's a non-medical setting, so that's a little bit different than the VA. When you walk in, it feels like home. It doesn't feel like a hospital. Um, and we really work hard to make it feel that way. Um, but the other piece is um, even some of our counselors or um, some of the team members that work at the vet center um, are veterans themselves. Like you. 
Yes. You're an Army veteran, yes. which is great. And that's another thing I was going to hit, but you beat me to it. <laughs> it's easy to talk to our own, right? So, all right, so what was your MOS? Um, well, I had two. I was uh, 42 Alpha, so human resources, and then in 88 November, which was um, logistics, transportation coordinator. So smart. Okay, gotcha. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you see as some of the challenges for our veterans that are not necessarily because a lot of them have come home by now. I mean, are we really getting a lot coming back now? Um, not like we were, right? Um, I mean, I would say that there are still lots of deployments going on. Um, we we do take part in the Yellow Ribbon Program, so we um, provide you know briefings to some of the soldiers deploying or coming home. Um, but yeah, I think it's you know um, transition from the military or transition from deployment. That's um, it's not just a quick and easy process. Yep. Um, that's a continuous process through life. Um, if you if you know anything about the Vet Center, um, even if you don't, the Vet Center was founded by Vietnam veterans. Um, so they brought us up from the ground up. One of my favorite things about it were grassroots um, and made it a place where um, it was, you know, peer to peer. That's how we started. And um, we just, you know, they, they, created a space to come together and, you know, find camaraderie, find comfort in um, being able to talk about, um, you know, the same things and, and yep. have a common understanding. Um, so what I love is we find, as veterans, first responders, we always find a reason why not to do something. We put more effort into not doing something than we would. And this started all from private, like private to, I would say, sergeant. We always spend more time trying to get out of something and put more effort into actually doing it. And I'm going to eliminate something for you. Do you have to be enrolled in VA Health to access the Vet Center? <laughs> no, you don't. Thank you. And do you have to have a service-connected disability? Nope, you don't. There you go. No excuses, guys and girls. So this, you have to understand, listen, there are, there are means and ways for you to get better. And they're out there, and you need to stop finding reasons not to go and find the reasons to go. Um, like... Like I said, if you go to the web page, you literally could have any problem that you can think of, and there's going to be a, a, either a means of solution there or someone to refer to. And I think it's great. So, like, like we love referring, you know, and that's why we mm -hmm. have you in. Yeah, you know? definitely. So, um, so how many how many clinicians do you have at the vet center? Um, right now, we have three clinicians um, and our director. Um, I am an outreach specialist, so I do more of the community engagement and sort of um, seeking out veterans in our community, and then we have our office manager. Um, but we are actually very excited because we're hiring three new clinicians um, that'll be starting this month and next month. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, so we'll almost be back to our, our full staff, um, which is great because we'll have more flexibility for groups um, and different um, events and programming that we can bring to our center. So do you have um, a certain day or is there a list on the website that people can find groups that they can attend, uh, you know? Yeah, so um, it is kind of difficult. Some of our groups are... Um, one might describe it as closed, meaning um, that they're they're not like open enrollment, so okay, they're not. You can't constant. just walk in; you yeah, have to yeah. be invited in. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but the other piece is um, we have to make sure that any individual that comes in is a good fit for the group. Yeah. So that's why we have so many different groups. So okay. we have that. Um, we have eleven groups right now. Um, in any given time, there's a you know, 
I would say about six or seven running in one week. Okay, um, some of them are biweekly. Um, we do a lot of uh, reading groups um, because it, it seems really uh, healing to be able to read and then talk about it with other people. So, you know, have that open discussion about um, different things that affected you in life and how it relates to you. Um, we have a, a hiking group right now. We have a couple different women veteran groups. Um, and sometimes they are posted um, on our webpage, especially if we're um, you know, just opening one up to get it up and running, we announce it. Or we do have quarterly newsletters that um, we send out. And um, if there's a group going on there, we'll send those out as well. Now, can you sign up for the email, um, like the, the list or an email blast or whatever on the website? I wish. But okay. um, you can um, you know you can call the vet center or you could shoot me an email Tiffany at va.gov and um, I can add you to um, the newsletter list just so you have an idea of what's going on with us out in the community. I always send out a monthly um, blast to um, let people know what events we may be at or what's going on in the community so they have you know other places to go or things to do. That's awesome. Yeah, and it, like uh, we say it all the time, nobody's going to get this done alone, and we all need to work together. Um, if you are interested in calling in or texting in, the Milltown Plumbing, um, Milltown Plumbing text line is uh, open, 978-454-4980. It's 978-454-4980. Swim With a Mission is proud to support Hidden Battles Radio. Hi, I'm Phil Taub. My wife, Julie, and I started Swim With a Mission to support our veterans. Our freedom is not free, and it comes at a heavy price. There are too many veterans in our community struggling in silence. Please check us out at swam.org, S-W-A-M.org. And if you know a veteran that is struggling, I hope you will call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988 and push 1. Thank you very much, Phil. Uh, so we are back with Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany, thank you once again for coming in. Um, so let's talk about hours of operation for you guys. Yeah, so we actually do have standard um, operating hours of 8 to 4.30, um, but we do have non-traditional hours available for appointments. So um, that's one of the things that we really try to focus on is having the you know out-of-the-box hours available. So if you need an appointment at 7 a.m., we, we can do that. If you need awesome. an appointment you know, at 5.30 or 6.30 after work, um, you know, we can make that happen too. So it, you're just completely erasing all the reasons. And I think it's great I, because, oh, no, I work. I can't be there. You know, and, and we have, you know, we have a, um, a place called The Bridges down the street. Bobby Cox runs, which he is open all the time to also eliminate, you know, when people say I can't get to meetings because they work or whatever. And he's got them all the time, which I think is great. And that's, you know, because people don't have the normal nine to five jobs anymore. Right. Right, Chris? Absolutely. <laughs> Midnight strong. <laughs> um, so, like, a lot of the things that, that I, I, like I said, we really, I, I love the fact that you have so many diverse, like, programs, you know, um, like the mental health care stuff, right? Um, you know, mindfulness, drop-in groups and stuff, music groups. Like, these yep. are, like, so, like us, you're hitting at different angles to, to draw that person in because of what some, you know, like I said, it's not always going to fit that certain person. And I think it's amazing, you know. Just to get that, the even women's veterans group. We had a couple of uh, women's vets come to our group, and you could tell the uncomfortableness. And it wasn't that, um, you know, we're not doing strictly guy talk, but it was right. just it, they, 
I think if, if we had known them for a long time, they probably could have opened up and talked and maybe got a productive session out of it. But we're, we're not connected to them anyway. There was definitely that wall that was put up. And I think that when you, like this, even when you come up to the, the gay and lesbian groups, you know, it, you got to be around the right people. You got to be in your, your clique to, in your community to, in order to open up and get a productive, you know, session out of it. And you don't forget, you also have to feel safe because everybody from different communities, they either have trust issues or, you know, there's some type of a trauma that's there that they can't open up when certain people are around and they want to, again, just feel comfortable with uh, who's in the room. Yeah. And even like, like um, some of these different therapies you have, you have, um, you have, what is, Explain image rehearsal therapy. <laughs> um, I don't know if I could explain it the best that a um, counselor or someone who practices okay. it more often right. than I would. So, all right. So, like um, EMDR is out here and stuff. So, there is a, like, listen, go to the page, check them out, and you're going to find out, you're going to see all this wonderful stuff um, that, that they do. And you're going to, like I said, it's, you're going to find your fit. I know there's guys who love e EMDR, and then I'm not a fan. Like, I didn't like it. Uh, so, and then, you guys have certified EMDR specialists there. So yeah. that's a good thing, too, because uh, it was explained to us by Karen Alklinish and that that sometimes digs real deep. And then now you have to deal with the stuff you've just dug out of the backyard. And there's some therapists that don't and clinicians that don't know how to do that. And they actually make things a lot worse. So it's good that you guys are doing that, too. Yeah, we do have a lot of trauma-focused therapies. We have um, cognitive processing therapy. Um, that one is a lot of writing. So if you like to write... Um, that might be, and it's really structured too. Um, prolonged exposure is, uh, kind of similar to, um, EMDR, but, um, you know, it's direct exposure to that traumatic event, mm -hmm. um, and, and focusing on it a lot. Um, but sometimes it may take, you know, different therapies, um, sort of put together to, you know, help a person be successful. So it's not always just one. Yeah. Um, and I guess the good thing about the Vet Center is that um, I would say our membership is lifelong. Yeah. So um, if you find the need to come back, um, you can do that as well. Um, and we do have veterans that have come back um, you know to us. And also looking at a lot of this stuff is, too, it's like trauma is like onions. There's so many layers to it, right? And I didn't realize that a lot of and it's, it's like documented, clinically documented that like adolescent trauma is a huge part of veteran post-traumatic stress because there was it was there before they joined the military and it might have been the reason they joined the military but now that's a layer that needs to be taken care of before you start working on other things and looking at all these uh, different programs you offer this is definitely like you're down at the ground and you're going to work up to you know now and that that's the only way it's going to be really successful because you can band-aid a lot of things you know i've done band-aid things and i it, obviously it shows because i'm a wreck half the time so i but think no. we all have though oh god yeah <laughs> But no, I, I think it's I think it's fantastic. Um, like I said, you got to go on the site. You got to see what they offer because even like like you said, you got the the reading groups. You have mindfulness drop-ins and music groups and just all these different groups that are probably going to make you say, you know what? Yeah, I do like writing, you know, or I like journaling, or you know, yeah, music. I want you know, music's uh, an out for me. You know, music's a huge out for me, and that could be really good for somebody. So find it. Um, find your reason to get there and. You know, I think actually I'm going to probably try and jump in a couple of these because I've been a miserable bee lately. Just like, I don't know. But it's that time of you? year for me. So. No. Oh, my God. Yeah. You could I, definitely give us a call. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to. Oh, I can give you camp. one more reason sure. um, that people can't say no is we also offer telehealth. 
So if you find um, yourself having to commute long hours or, um, or, you know, even if you're at a really bad moment um, in your life and um, can't seem to walk out the front door, we have telehealth available. So you can meet with your counselor via video and um, talk with them that way. And, this, and it's not even just all mental health. Like, you have workshops and classes, uh, resume essentials, resume writing. My wife is going through this, and even I went through it when I got out, and I was lucky that I got into law enforcement right away, but, like, how to transition what you did in the military to civilian world is very hard to do. Um, especially she's been working in the same place for 25 years, and to say, well, this is what I do to normal places, it's hard to do that. And I think when you, like now we're doing, we're eliminating excuses. I can't find a job because I can't explain what I did. Well, listen, there's going to be people to help you do this. Um, you know what I mean? And just with the workshops and classes, like I'm literally, when you said telehealth, I'm staring right at it. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah, we worked, uh, we partnered with OBTT, which is actually a pilot program from the um, Department of Labor to host those workshops um, at our vet center. We do it once a month right now. We hope to continue doing it. Um, there's, I think, 10 workshops, um, and we've, we're going to be, this will be our sixth, the, the next two on oh. the 17th of this month will be six. Very cool. So we'll continue to do those. They have federal hiring, um, as well. So it helps you understand like USA jobs and yep. how to write a federal resume, which is very lengthy. Yes. If you ever want a real job to do. <laughs> so I have a question. So I know that when I was, when I was working in law enforcement, I was pretty much like the veterans liaison, mm -hmm. like the unofficial. So can local police departments reach out to you guys for any services or help? Yes, actually. I was just at the um, Willington's National Night Out. Mm -hmm. um, that was a really good time. But um, that is one thing I really try to do is reach out to different police departments to let them know, hey, we can come in. We can talk to you about veterans benefits, but we can also... Um, sort of educate your other federal police officers on interacting with veterans that you might run into um, while you're out, you know, on the street. Yeah, because veteran culture is uh, something that is very unique, um, and it can also get you in trouble if you don't speak it correctly or you don't understand it um, right. to assume things. And that was one of the good reasons. Like, I had, we had a veteran that had a lot of post-traumatic stress and substance abuse, and the only time he would ever become was if I was there to talk to him. Because it was relatable, mm -hmm. you know, and so I think, yeah, I, I think that whole heroes heroes culture and like first responders and ever even veterans, it's it that's a very touchy subject, and you can't BS your way through that. So I think that's a, amazing that you do that, because um, yeah, I'm poking through all this stuff. Some of your partners, <laughs> YMCA, hey, us too, uh, North Shore Veterans Coalition, Care Dimensions. Uh, so I, it's awesome, and you guys do like you had said the Yellow Ribbon Program. So with the National Guard and Reserve units, you mm -hmm. guys go and you talk to them prior to and on yep. return? Yep. Nice. Uh, so yeah. what are some of the things that you would talk to them prior and when they return? So I think it, it may look a, a little different. Um, one thing that we do try to focus on for, um, you know, service members that are, you know, meeting us at the Yellow Ribbon is the deployment. So um, we can help provide support for their family members while they're deployed, um, you know, to include counseling. Um, and we're not specialty in working with children, but we do have, you know, the, um, we can create opportunities to do that. Um, and I think 
in the near future, we'll have um, parenting groups. But the other piece is, um, you know, that we want our veterans or service members at that moment to know that that we're there for them um, when they're getting ready to leave. And then we're also there for them when they come home, um, whether it is connecting them to employment or um, mental health counseling or helping, you know, their family work on um, specific goals on, you know, the transition um, from the deployment. Those are some of the things that we would uh, talk about um, with them, as long as it's, you know, within the scope of uh, the growth and goals of the service member or veteran. Awesome. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Uh, Like I said, we encourage you to call in or dial in the Milltown Plumbing text line, 978-454-4980. Lost in a land of luxury.
everybody uh, so yeah I had to throw that in that's Barry Goudreau and he did a charity concert for us last week uh, actually a couple weeks ago which was awesome and if you weren't there haha um, hey listen uh, so we're gonna get right to Bill in two seconds actually you know what Bill come on and then we're gonna we're just gonna plug something coming up for Tiffany you there yes well good evening hey Bill so on the phone we have the uh, what are you the executive director of the Correct. Veterans Northeast Outreach Center uh, you are a retired captain of the Coast Guard, and you know, to Army people here, we won't hold that against you. Um, but no, you are an amazing guy. I, I really, even before you became the executive director of VNOC, we were actually friends, and you helped me out as one veteran to another, and I appreciate that. But you are a solid dude, um, and we're glad you have on. But we want to plug an event that Tiffany's got coming on, and then we'll come right to you. Yeah, so um, August 22nd, um, from 12 to noon, and August. 23rd from 5.30 to 7.30, we'll have a packed act info session at the Vet Center, uh, 10 George Street in Lowell, um, open to veterans and service members so you can get an understanding of the PACT Act, how it affects your um, physical health, and um, even get a toxic exposure screening and have a conversation with the Veteran Benefits Administration rep so you can talk about, you know, putting in a claim or um, getting, you know, help for your um, health conditions that's related to your military service. So um, if you have any questions, feel free to give us a call at the Vet Center, 978-453-1151, um, or just stop in at 10 Dort Street. Nice. Yeah, thank you. So um, Don't go nowhere. You can stay. I I'll be here. All right, good. All right, so Bill... <laughs> So tell us, tell our audience a little bit about VNOC and what you guys do and uh, how you can help our veterans. Yeah, sure. Um, so Veterans Northeast Outreach Center, uh, VNOC as we call it, is a uh, uh, veteran-focused nonprofit, and um, we primarily help veterans uh, with housing. Uh, so typically that's uh, lower-income uh, veterans that are having trouble in, in this uh, crazy Massachusetts housing market. Uh, affording uh, even just uh, simple things like an apartment. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we help veterans that are, that are homeless. We're not exactly, we're not a shelter and we're not a medical facility, but we are, uh, I would say, a service provider and we administer several different state and federal grants that are all kind of uh, involved with uh, housing issues. So, um, you know, I'm often amazed. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the PACT Act. Um, I'm, I'm often amazed at how um, uninformed, I hate to say it, uh, our veterans uh, can be sometimes. You know, they, we've all earned these benefits through our service, and uh, part of what we do is provide just education of the, of the services that are out there, and more importantly, the connections that we all have with other nonprofits like yours, Hidden Battles, ours, VNOC, um, and, and just, just others around the, uh, the entire state. So we can provide uh, assistance with things like rental arrears, with um, if you need, uh, say, a car repaired. So typically the story goes like this. I had something happen at work or my car broke and I couldn't quite get to, to work on time or I ended up having trouble with, uh, with the boss and maybe they cut your hours and then suddenly you can't really afford your rent and you certainly can't scrape together enough cash to get the car fixed, and then before you know it, a veteran finds themselves with a 30-day notice to quit. 
Um, the VA has a, a program called the uh, Supportive Services for Veterans and Families. That is a, one of the grants that VNOC administers, and that's exactly designed to help a veteran get out of the hole. So we, we can help you with the rental arrears and get you caught up. We can help you with the uh, auto repairs. Uh, if you're underemployed, we have employment services and, and counselors that can help you do everything from write a better resume to, um, you know, help in the job search. Uh, and even at a more elemental level, we um, provide outreach services. So basically, if, if you're a veteran in need and you don't even really know where to go, you can talk to us and we can uh, help connect you with services and uh, benefits that, uh, frankly, uh, that you earn. That's amazing. And, and it's like you, you keep saying Massachusetts, but it's not just Massachusetts. It's Essex County, Middlesex County, Bonstable County, Rockingham, and Hillsborough counties in New Hampshire. So and it's, it's, a, it's a, really the Merrimack Valley and all of New Hampshire, I mean, all of Mass, which is amazing. But like you said, housing solution problems, permanent housing solution, rental eviction assistance, case management, uh, relationship social aid. Like there's a lot of stuff that you guys do. Um, peer mentorship, education, literacy programs, legal services, stuff that really, you know, because sometimes veterans, aren't, they don't do well when they get out. Like, one, we're set up a failure when we go in because you get some guys that literally go in the military because they feel they're going to make a lot of money. And then they go down that financial rabbit hole of buying a car they can't afford. Uh, and then maybe starting a family that they can't afford. You know, so, but there's like a lot of stuff that you're talking about and what you guys offer, legal assistance, uh, healthcare support, food pantry, Food pantry is huge right now. I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean that's awesome. It, sure, and just to clarify, it's, it's Eastern Massachusetts. Um, you know, we we, we, we don't really uh, have coverage all the way uh, out uh, out west. So, um, uh, but to your to your greater point is, um, and it, and it's not just young veterans; it's it's older veterans. And and I always like to point out, it's also the people that care for veterans. You know. Grandpa, when he came back, he had a bad experience with the VA, so he, he swore those guys off, never to talk to them again. And, you know, now he's in his 70s, and he needs hearing aids, and, uh, you know, maybe at this point he's living alone, uh, so he doesn't get out much. There's not a lot of social interaction. And before you know it, uh, you know, living on a, on a very meager fixed income, and the guy becomes a shut-in. Mm -hmm. So we, we have social events. We have... Uh, what we call outreach opportunities. We, we run, uh, you know, uh, everything from classes to trips to um, just, just having simple meet and greets and coffees, uh, really just as a way to get, get people out the door. But we'll, we'll also talk to the caregivers. So if, you, if your grandfather's a veteran, your grandmother's a veteran, uh, and, and it seems like they're struggling, uh, you can talk to them, talk to us on their behalf. You can call the VA on on their behalf as well. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, yeah, a lot so of people really kind of a, a team approach. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that um, veterans can be stubborn. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, like the good thing is, is and one people for our listeners, Grandpa's VA is not the VA today. Like, not even close. I grew up, you know, my father worked in the VA, and I grew up, you know, looking at World War II vets sitting drooling on themselves you know, whacked out on Thorazine, just pushed in the hallways, you know, and it's not like that at all anymore. So when you try to talk to your grandfather, your Vietnam vet, whatever, it, it is not the way it is. And I actually just got my, my father-in-law enrolled in VA health, and he's 80 years old, and he was like, no, I'm going to Bright Marine, and 
I'm like, no way. So now we go to Manchester, and it's so much better for them. And the care is so more accessible. And so, so it, it's great that you do talk to them and, and like, and to encourage you know all these programs that you do. And and because yeah, we do have a lot of people that are taking care of their grandfathers. Even we have people that are taking care of global war and terror guys, you know, and girls. So yeah, oh sure, know, absolutely. You know, so it's not it's like the pigeonhole and think that the veterans that are that are being taken care of are old, you know, old individuals. They're not. They're they're you know twenty plus. To eighty years old at this point. I get my care at the VA. So yeah, yeah I do too. I love it. Like, yeah, I, sure. no problems whatsoever there. So. And I think we're lucky in the Northeast that uh, of all the VAs kind of across the country, you know, remember any, any VA hospital is also going to be affiliated with like Mass General and Deaconess and mm-hmm. pick your favorite other hospital in the area. You know, there's some of the best medical care in the country right here in New England and Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and the. Um, you know, we explain, like, look, there's a difference between VA disability, which people complain about and talk about, and VA medical. They're separate things. So you, you might not, maybe you don't have a service-connected disability, but that doesn't mean you're not eligible for VA medical. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And you know what, it too, is uh, let's get over the, the, oh, it's for other people, not me. You know, there's people worse than me. You know what, you listen, you, you got to get yours because um, you're not taken from anybody. There's no, like, one... Both, like it's a bowl of soup, and when that soup's gone, like there's another ladle right behind it's going to pour in. There's enough, there's enough for everybody, and you should get involved. And you should actually have, even if you're not getting, a, a, you get a zero rating on something, but it is service connected. That is huge because now you're not taking away from your family's annual deductible going to see a specialist for something that's been bothering you. Go to the VA for it, and it's free, and it's leaving your, you know, the rest of your your annual deductible or whatever for your rest of the family, you know, where you need it. So that's how one way to save money. And like you said, sure. yeah, it's, listen, what is it? It's community care or where you can go to outside specialists now if it's going to yeah. be too long of a wait. So like I said, let's just, uh, we're eliminating all these reasons that you can't do stuff. Um, sure. So hey, you were can, saying, can sorry. Can I jump in on one, one aspect yeah. of that? That same discussion is the same type of thing as why I justify the food pantry, mm-hmm. you know, we're part of the Greater Merrimack Food Bank, and so that there is plenty of, of food. It's not like we're going to run out on any given day. Um, but, you know, if it comes down to a choice between my, my medicine and my food, you know, why not go to the food pantry and get at least the, the staples, the yeah. basics, so that you can free up some of that cash flow for your month and, and, and maybe not struggle quite so much. And then on top of that, then you know, go get yourself enrolled to, into VA healthcare, and uh, and talk to someone, and maybe you can get a break on your uh, prescriptions. I use Express Scripts for, for my stuff, and it's uh, it, it's incredibly uh, cheap. It's it's a great system. That's awesome. So if you start layering those things and, and doing one thing, and then you do two things, then you do three things, uh, and before you know it, suddenly you have some actual uh, change in in your day to day living. For the better. And even to the point where people like are too proud to go to the, the food bank because they're afraid someone's going to see them. Listen, if they're at the food bank seeing you, they're there for the same reason. So just think of that. And no, there's no shame. There's a lot of people struggling out there. Um, the Merrick Valley Food Bank is amazing. We, we partner with them and we help them out and, and they've helped uh, some of our veterans out and stuff. But listen, there it's there's a need and if you need it, go get it. Um, I would rather, you know, pretend to hang my head in shame and not be hungry, but there's no reason to hang your head in shame. There's a reason for it. There's a lot of people struggling right now. 
even when, when medical bills are involved and especially with the economy the way it is with housing and everything else that it's just it's a means for you to go and take care of you and your family sure uh, and you know i i wouldn't look down on the food pantry uh, as no a way. general rule yeah. you would you wouldn't believe so like we get some of the best produce from uh, some incredible sources like I'll, I'll tell you one short one um we actually work with the uh, Essex County Sheriff's Department. You know, they, they run a farm. Yep. Well, guess what? They, they produce massive amounts of produce, and, and we're one of the, uh, the weekly recipients of some of that. So, you know, the, the food's actually fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. It's not, it's not like, uh, you know, expired cast-offs. It's uh, organizations that really want to help. So we, we just kind of uh, help distribute it. Yeah, you're not giving government cheese there. I mean, <laughs> so, and also you were talking about events. Like, you have a coffee social, correct? Yeah, we're trying to get, well, we, we had one, and then, uh, you know, through COVID, and, and then some of our, we just recently uh, finished repairing our building, which mm -hmm. was damaged over the winter. So we're looking to get it started again. I think we're looking at Thursdays, but, you know, more to follow on that. Okay. Yes. And you can uh, go, not, you know, uh, and it'll be, and eventually it'll come, it'll be up on your event calendar. I'm looking at that now. Yeah, because you used to have it at Battlegrounds, right? Uh, yeah, actually, that was sponsored by the Anvets Post yeah. uh, in, in Haverhill as well. Another mm. great partner. Yep. So, you know, let me, so I mentioned the fact that we had some damage to our building. The Anvets Post, uh, Post 147 on Primrose Street in Haverhill, they opened their doors to us. They allowed us to, to keep operating uh, and we, we just worked out of their ballroom, you know, five days a week. And they allowed us and helped us to keep the food bank going. So we never had to actually shut down. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, um, Battlegrounds shut down, but for good reasons. Um, Sal and his wife had a little baby girl, and they refocused their attention towards um, raising her. So um, if anybody's wondering why they don't have any uh, locations anymore, that is why. So for good reasons. Um, so... We love success stories. Give us a success story if you have any. Um, you didn't get the cheat sheet like, like Tiffany did. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> um, no, well, we we have we have several uh, success stories. You know, and the way I describe it too, if you get to the point where you don't need us anymore, that's a success. Absolutely. You know, it, it's not about trying to find the last place you'll ever live. It's it's trying to help you find a place that you can live now and get stable. And, and kind of work on your issues and, and self-care and learn how to use the benefits and kind of tie a bunch of things together so that you can get to the point that you don't even need us. Yep. Yep. So if you want to find more information on this, you can go to V-N-E-O-C. O-C. Yep. The number four, vets, V-E-T-S dot org. Uh, you can go check them out. Or even if you just Google Northeast Veterans Outreach Center, it'll actually bring you to this. Um, It'll tell you everything. There are some really good success stories here I'm looking for, and I was just uh, putting you on the spot to try to hear one, but I, I oh, like sure. to do well, that to I, people. You know, <laughs> um, no, no. Uh, um, so, I mean, coincidentally, later this week on Friday, we're having a, uh, a an event. Uh, we're calling it a grand reopening, and it's also a memorial service. So this is a success story with with a, with a sad epilogue. Uh, but it's worth telling, if you'll indulge me for a second. Sure, absolutely. Uh, our previous uh, executive director was a guy named Scott Forbes, um, retired Air Force um, veteran. And uh, he used to tell the story, um, and it was, it was actually his story. 
there was a time in his life when he was struggling and he, he came to that food pantry we just talked about and, uh, cause he needed to. And, um, you know, he was taken in by the VNOC people. We, we, you know, that those people back then, but kind of what we still do now, uh, we did the intake process for him, took some information, talked to him a little bit, found out what his situation was. We got him connected with other benefits. We got him help through the SSVF program. And, um, you know, we got him to the point where he, he was stable enough that he actually started volunteering at VNOC. And volunteering became a part-time job. And then that part-time job became a full-time job. And then he became a case manager in SSVF. And with his own natural skills and just his affinity for other veterans, uh, because he had been there himself, uh, he worked himself through, um, you know, through kind of some of our, our, our different programs and ended up being the director of the SSVF program. And, and just, and that alone would be a spectacular story, yep. except uh, then a little bit further on, there was an opportunity um, to step into the executive director job and the board selected him. And he became the executive director of the very place, uh, you know, that helped him get his life right. So he used to say, um, you know, I walked through the doors of, of uh, VNOC and then I never left. Um, and, you know, I wish that were the end of the story. That would be a, a, a fabulous, uh, wonderful success story. And it was on its own merits. But uh, unfortunately, uh, Scott also had his, uh, his, his issues and his demons. And um, uh, this past March, he, he took his own life. So he was another veteran, uh, suicide, another one of those sad statistics. And uh, I, I don't shy away from telling that part of the story. Uh, he was so proud of the first part and loved telling it. And, you know, um, he would tell it, you know, any public uh, gathering, anytime he was speaking. Uh, so I've heard him tell that part of the story often. But I think it's important to realize even even at the pinnacle of your success, you, you have to focus on self-care. You have to accept that, you know, maybe you're having difficulties or issues and it's perfectly okay, even while you're successful, even while you're making improvements, to lean on others and, and talk through your issues and problems and seek help if you need it. Absolutely. And unfortunately, he, he wasn't able to do that. I, I describe it as he got to some unreachable place and, and then he left us. Yeah. And that was the end of it. Yeah, that is sad. And we, uh, we had mentioned that earlier, just the, the fact that you, you can't suppress it and keep walking away from it. Eventually, it comes back to get you. And you know what? Mm -hmm. it is? And also, with success, it masks a lot of stuff because you ride that high, and then when it plateaus, you know, it's always there. And that, uh, that's unfortunate. That, that really sucks. I'm sorry about that. So, yeah. Um, but you know what? But they have you, and you're going to be a great asset to them. Uh, like I said, you've even with things that really weren't related to why I used to call you before, you helped me out with other things, and I really appreciate that. And like I said, you're going to be huge for them, and I think it's going to be a very successful partnership between you and them. So I think they're lucky that they got you. Yeah, it's a good mission. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, you guys, even any, listen, any organization that lists their partners, because we're all about partners, but when you list your partners, that just means that you're in it for the right reason. That means that you're like, you don't feel that you're egotistical and you're like, oh, I can do it all myself. Like, we don't need you. No, we all, right. we all understand that we need to lean on each other to get all this stuff. And, and that's an also another great attribute for you guys. So kudos there, too. Sure. Hey, um, you know, one of our favorite little uh, other nonprofits that we work with right in Haverhill 
has nothing to do with veterans. It's called Roots House, and they are a uh, a, a small nonprofit that uh, uh, has a little kind of secondhand clothes shop. But basically, if you need clothing or you need you know a small uh, a small kitchen appliance, you know, uh, uh, yeah, you know, like there there are uh, veteran and and non-veteran focused uh, nonprofits out there with fabulous resources. So if we can't help you directly, you know, we're, we try and be connected with, with yeah. anybody. And, uh, you know, we're, we have a, a good resource pool that if we can't find the answer to your problem, we probably know somebody else who can at least help you. Absolutely. And if you're looking for any more information on Roots House, it is rootshouse.org, uh, R-U-T-H-S, house.org. Uh, and you can see what they're all about. Now, I like... Listen, we are all about that. Obviously, we have you guys on the show tonight because we want people to know that you're out there. And, and between myself, Chris, uh, Mike, and even Danny, uh, like we, if like I said, we can't help you. We will find somebody who will definitely help you. And that's, like I said, that's the only way it's going to work. And that's because veterans run these organizations, and we know that it's all about support. So, but Billy, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. we're about to run out of time. Um, we will talk soon. And I know that you guys are going to be the recipients of uh, a, a, a concert coming up, too, for Rockin' for Vets, correct? Yeah, Sunday, August 6th, at the, at the fabulous Kowloon. Come down, get some Saugus Wings, listen to some tunes. Uh, one to three opens, uh, opens at 1230. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be a fabulous event. And the weather looks like it's going to cooperate. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's always a good time there. And the bands and musicians are amazing. We've had two done for us and. Man, I, like it was a dream come true to see Barry Goodrell. So, uh, Billy, stay safe. We will talk soon, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate the time. Have a good one. All right, so we're going to wrap up. Chris, you got anything? No, just uh, we'll talk to you next week and enjoy the rest of your week. Yep, be safe, uh, be healthy, and um, until next time. <laughs>